Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a It's time for another episode of the N4G Radios. This is episode 293 for the week of June 3rd, 2013. Uh, with me right now, I have uh, the Wombat Ryan Wombo. Hello. And I have Drew. Hey. Uh, I know Dave and Justin aren't here for sure. John is joining us shortly, and apparently Jason has slept through again, which he's slacking, man. We're going to have to going to have to renegotiate that contract. <laughs> uh, but if yep. I do see him pop on or something, we'll bring him in. But otherwise, let's let's talk to Drew about some Fondling. Okay. Did you well, play anything interesting this week? <sighs> well, that doesn't start. That doesn't bode well. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, I'm, I'm doing those whole jump around stuff. Like House of Pain type of? A lot, a lot like House of Pain. Um, I played Adventures, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing. That got patched again this week. Yeah, it did. Um, they're try. I guess they're trying to stabilize it as best they can, which now it, it seems to work pretty good. Yeah, I mean, when we played, it was it was relatively smooth, I and mean, you can watch yeah. the video. I see your lag now. That yeah. I totally was not seeing that on my end. Yeah, my that the lag was. It seemed like the lag only happened when we were just running around and not during combat, so... <laughs> combat! <laughs> um, it's actually a really fun game. Um, it's, a, it's a lot like a Torchlight or a Diablo game, so anybody who's played those will really enjoy it. And it's only 15 bucks, and that game's really long. <laughs> so, yeah, I played that. Um, you can read my full review. It's up on the site now. Yeah, it's got a video. Oh, we had the video of me and Ken playing. Ooh. Yeah, fancy. I got a I got a special video coming this week. I heard you guys a bunch of special videos. Well, I guess we we managed to get three recorded, um, but the one that we had to do, you know, just to get through this all again, uh, Killer Instinct. Like old old Ki killer. Gold for the N sixty four is what oh. we played because for some reason the Super Nintendo blasting through the capture device the capture device is like I don't support this resolution, <laughs> but apparently it supports the N sixty four's resolution so that's the one we played. Huh, gotcha. But um, yeah, I played that. I played a lot of Torchlight two. Um, after you know. Playing some Van Helsing, I wanted to jump into another game like that. And play some Torchlight Two. Played a lot of Torchlight Two, actually. Um, I want to catch up to Dave so we can finally co-op it and maybe beat the game finally. Did you ever beat the first one? No. <laughs> that that game actually technically doesn't end. Well, there's got to be an end quest, 
there, there's an there's an ending where all oh, the credits play, but then you can just continue going deeper and deeper into. Well, it. That, yeah, every game kind of has that, but I mean, there's there's got to be an end quest. It's not it's not an MMO, so there's there's got to be like a okay, you've completed the main storyline. Yeah, I, I've never died though. I've gotten close, but I've never. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to try to beat Torchlight Two at least. Um, been playing um. XCOM, Enemy Unknown, jump back into that, and screwed the world again. You know, you're never going to get better if you just keep screwing the world and then yeah. quitting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there was alien invasions in three different continents, and I did not have satellites there, so I couldn't help it. And so, you know, people started... Uh, dying? Well, not dying. Well, there was a lot of people dying, but there was a, the countries started to not... You know, they didn't want to support your calls anymore. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, that's actually a fun game. It's just very, very difficult. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be. Let's see here. Play some Tomb Raider. Tom Brader. Tom Brader. Tom Brader. Um, did, I got about as far as I did the first <coughs> when I was playing with my my, my roommate's copy. Oh. So nice. I should probably not, advance. Yeah, I know. I just I'm in a slump, man. You have to be if you're not enjoying Tomb Raider because that that was an amazing game. It was a very good game. I just don't know what's going on. Maybe you should make those Southwest burgers that your girlfriend was suggesting, and you know, just just you know, clear some of that funk out of you. Yeah, I think I might need to. <laughs> I did. Um, but I, you know, I've got all those games I downloaded. You know, I got Dishonored sitting there waiting on me, and mm. all this, all these different types of games that I could play. But I just don't. I don't know why. I, I jumped back into Torchlight. I, I, you know, I did put play a, a significant amount of Torchlight too. Like it, probably about eight hours of it. Um, and the other reason why is because I'm trying my best to finish Xeno Gears. Xeno Gears. Yeah. That'll teach you to pick a sixty-hour JRPG for Phoenix Down. I know. Probably won't happen again for a while. If ever. Yeah. God, that game is long as shit. Yep. But um I'm gonna beat it. I've I've I, I know where I am. I mean I'm going through a fat by a fact and I'm I'm basically just going back and forth through it, looking at where I'm at, and I believe I can beat it before Thursday, so hopefully Drew. You you got the touch. Uh, I do. You've got. I got the power. You've got the power. Uh huh. I sure do. You got the motion. So we'll uh we'll see how that goes. But I have been playing a lot of Xeno Gears. I just don't mention it on here because if you want to hear that, you go listen to Phoenix Down. Well, yeah, that's that's the way it works. You know. Yeah. So a lot of my time has been spent on Xeno Gears and Torchlight too. Xeno Gears and Z Torchlight. Well, thank you. I, I was going to take a break for a second and welcome our esteemed joined guests, Mr. John W. Hello. And we got Jason. Greetings, programs. There you go. <laughs> so now, Drew, anything else going on? No, I really wanted to play The Last of Us demo, but unfortunately I do not own or will ever own God of War Ascension. So. D- 
did you um, not play Night of the Rabbit? Did we? Did you already review that? I did not review that, and I need to talk to you about that. Okay, well, we'll talk about that off the air. Yeah. So I saw um, the reviews start popping up. I'm like, oh, it's out. Yeah. Apparently, it's not out for me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I, I did play as much as I could of Night of the Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now that game's all kinds of messed up. But anyway. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about your future, son? Future stuff. Is Last of Us this week no. or next week? Next week. Next no, week. It's, yeah. uh, it's actually on a Friday. Oh, yeah, because the E3 thing. Yep. It's Friday, June 14th. Gotcha. Except well, for me. Yeah. Remember Me comes out this week, right? Uh, Yeah, it does. <laughs> but not for me. Oh, so you... Yeah, I've, you I've been playing it all weekend. Just Yeah. And I'm, uh, Last of Us is coming tomorrow. Mmm. Must be nice. It is nice. I'm not complaining. Um, I don't know. Depends on... I know you can't talk about Remember Me, can you? Yes, I can. You can. The well, embargo, then look at that. The embargo lifts at 3 a.m. our time tonight. Well, in that case, depending on what you tell me... I may play Remember Me. There you go. And that's pretty much it. More Tour Flight 2. I'm going to beat that game, by God. All right. So I guess I will uh, hop over to Jason now. And you get to go in the sophomore position this time. Ooh. That's not a sex position, so stop getting excited. Or is it? Am I just we, can of, ma- we can make it one. Am I out of touch? Uh, yeah, you're out of touch. I'm out of, time. out of touch. We already did the we did we did the touch joke while before you were here. I mean, I even sang the line. Really? Yeah, you got the motion. What's up? Oh, sweet. So, what you playing, fool? Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. I played a little bit of. It's kind of run, a running joke now. Is it the Mohan or is it the Puzzles and Dragons? The Mohan. Oh, the Mohan. Yep. Played a little bit more of the Mohan. Um, what's weird about it is that... That if you haven't listened to a past show, you have no idea what the joke is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monster Hunter. It's yeah, it, yeah, it's Monster Hunter. Um, I, I, I usually play it on, um, on the, uh, the 3DS. It, it's, it's weird because... <clears throat> I usually keep my profile because because I own two two versions of the game the the Wii U version and the 3DS version and you know when I put it on my 3DS it usually stays on it longer than the Wii U oh shock there yeah because uh, I I I take my 3DS everywhere because I do the whole street pass thing because I, I think that's probably one of the reasons why and, and I. Mostly play it single player. Even though, I, even though multiplayer is really fun, I've had a cu- couple of uh, couple of bad multiplayer experiences on uh, the Wii U. Um, when I would like basically go into a room that supposedly is for uh, supposedly is for beginners, because I, I, I'm still a beginner in in the game, and. Uh, and you'll hear the uh, the other three players saying, "Oh, he he's not the same. Uh, he's not the same rank as we are. 
kick them out of the room, wh- whoever it is. And then I- I'm just like, dudes, I'll, uh, you don't have to kick me out. I'm leaving. <laughs> so there are douchebags on every system. Yeah. You can't fire me. Every I game. quit. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's, and it's crazy because that, because, uh, just call them a, a racial slur or a sexual preference slur, and then you can start an Xbox Live trend right on Wii U. That's true, and uh, because when I first started playing uh, Monster Hunter on the Wii U, it seemed like everybody was like all like nice, like "Hey, join my party! How how are you doing? How are you enjoying Monster Hunter? Isn't Get my fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. But but now uh but now when I enter into a game like a random game, the first things I'll hear is Mother Ever You suck mm-hmm. bitch You know, they'll be like I'll be like, Wow, this sounds like Xbox Live. Okay. Uh I guess things don't change, you know. When you get enough they people do not. And when you get enough people online, it just kinda devolves. Well, yeah, it's anonymity plus a microphone. Yeah. That equals ridiculousness. Say whatever the fuck I want. That's right. Yep. Uh, Played that, and uh, actually the only other game I played was Injustice. Man, you're like retro. I know. You're retro fondling. I mean, mean, I've been kind of like a broken record for like the past month or so. Maybe you should finish those games. Well, I finished... uh, I finished Injustice, the single player campaign, but uh, I just I'm just basically playing, uh, you know, selecting what, what character I like to play. Um, I, I kind of like uh, Green Arrow. Hey, everybody likes him at first. Yeah, I like Green Arrow too. But then it yeah. super sucks. Yeah, he once you learn some of the bigger mechanics in the game, he becomes a little less fun to play. I mean, uh, saying that that I like Superman would be kind of redundant. Well, Superman's probably one of the most broken characters in the game. He's he's got some nasty stuff that he can do, especially yeah. with his trait. Mm. Yeah, but a uh, fantastic fighting game. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they announced today. There's an announcement. Well, not for you. You got a Wii U. <laughs> oh, the announcement that Scorpion's going to be in it. it it's probably either that or they're going to pump they're going to like really drag out Zod for two weeks yeah. oh to do with the um, time with the movie yeah yeah why the hell not I mean I'm hoping that's what it is I, I guess the Arkham City skin pack showed up last week on accident so that's probably going to be the other you can buy it now skin pack uh well, I mean, it might affect me in another four or five months from now. Yeah, you know, once everybody's done playing it. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody gives a crap, and then they and then they finally release it. it uh, you should have you should have got a different version. No, no, I I stuck by my guns and said I'm buying it for this system because I want to support games coming out on the Wii U. It, it, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, do you? Pretty much put your mouth where your, uh, your money, I mean, where your money, money where, where your mouth is, but at the same time, to the to your own detriment. 
you know. Well, yeah, you're getting screwed. Uh, I don't know. You didn't get screwed uh, as bad as the sniper elite players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I sold the comparison of the option option menu. That <laughs> That is absolutely ridiculous. There's no multiplayer in the Wii U version at all. I mean, how how can how can they get away with it? It just boggles my mind. Because nobody cares. Nobody is <sighs> nobody bought a Wii U to play 360 games. It's it's the truth. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That is the truth. I I, I see that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's uh, that's my current fondling. Um, future fondling. Well, uh, a little Tweety Bird by the name of uh. Zero Tolerance dropped me a uh, download code. Yeah, I'd had to sit in my inbox for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Did you call me a Twitty Bird, by the way? Yeah. I believe <laughs> that is exactly what he said. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a new one for me. Yes. Um, Shin Megumi Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. You gotta love those long titles in those Mega Ten games. They just keep getting bigger. Yes, yes. Looking forward to looking forward to playing this, and also uh, next month they're releasing the, the next actual Shin Megumi Tensei like mainline game. Yeah, I've heard we're going to have that soon. Number four. Man, that's that's pretty big. That's it's it's funny because like when I go to some of my websites that talk about Japanese games, that's like. Pretty much, it one of the, if not the, biggest game coming out in Japan here in the next like few months. It's the Japanese Call of Duty. Pretty much, except the last mainline version was a uh, PS2, like, right? Yeah, about six, seven years ago. Yeah, well. They do enough side mo- side games to make up for it. Oh, oh yeah. If, if, if only uh, if only Call of Duty would release a new iteration only every six years, people would stop playing it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, people would just be done with it. Like you can't make them wait that long. That's the difference between the audiences. Yeah, they'd move on to one of the other ones that comes out every year. Yep. Before Call of Duty, it was Halo. Now it's Call yeah. of Duty. Yep, but uh, that concludes my fondling, and there you go. All right, I guess I'll talk to John then. No, oh, okay, if you must. If I must, yeah, I know. If I must. Um, what have I been playing? Um, I've been kind of RPGing it out, to be fair. Um, recent weeks, I <coughs> excuse me picked up uh, Nino Cooney on PlayStation Network while it was dirt cheap, and nice. That get- that game just is sublime. It, it looks fantastic. It really holds to the Studio Ghibli style of animation, uh, both uh, in the animation itself, done great work with that, but also in the gameplay, you know, in the uh, the environment, it, it just oozes it, uh, essentially. Uh, a little bit tricky getting used to the mechanics. It is, in essence, a turn-based RPG. Um, so you have these what they call familiars that you've used to fight for you and you collect more as you go along the game you can also fight yourself but to be fair i don't think you're that you're not as powerful as your familiars and um they all have special abilities you know 
the uh, special attacks, and they have like a allegiance to a certain element that you can match up with the enemies, and they'll do more damage against them. Uh, but you're also moving about the screen as you're attacking, so it's a little bit. Um, the only thing I can say is kind of familiar with is um, Final Fantasy XII. This is sort of the last game I played that was like that, but even that wasn't. It's kind of a hybrid between the two. So you're moving like around the screen. Game. Sorry? It's like a Tales game. Yes, I've not played a Tales game, but I, I think I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, those um, Tales games, you, you can run around in Tales games. Yeah. Um,. I've probably sunk maybe four or five hours into it, and it's the story's really sweet, as you'd expect. I don't know if they had anything, if Studio Ghibli had anything to do with the, the story, or whether it was the game developers that, that wrote it, or whether they had some input. Um, it certainly feel you get that vibe. You know how you get from Studio Ghibli films. It's the, that kind of um, I'm trying to think of the, word, the essence. Charm. Uh, charm. Oh, shut charm. up. Charm. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's yeah it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Um, I'm I can find it going to be really difficult as you kind of get more and more familiars. I don't know how many I'll end up having. Um, I mean, like I say, I'm only a few hours in and I've already picked up three, so it could be something that will progress as the game goes on. Or you might find that you'll get an X amount. Well, the you first. can you can eventually you're able to just capture them. Oh, you mean like Pokemon? Kind of, yes. Oh, okay. So you could end up having quite a few. Yeah, once you get a certain character in your party, they can actually charm any enemy you fight and bring them in as a familiar. Oh, okay, that's quite an interesting take on it. Yeah, well, it, it kind of opens up. Like, you're still learning mechanics in that game 15 hours yeah. in. Like, uh, yeah, I think the, um, the alchemy doesn't come in until, like, God, it was like 15 hours in I was playing. Yeah, yeah well, I've not got anywhere near that. I mean, I'm, I've only just... Um, well, I've, I've entered into the world. I've come back into my own world once and then gone back in. So I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm literally probably five hours in. Not a huge amount for for this style of RPG. So, and if you're saying that I'm still going to be learning stuff 15 hours in, then I'm it's going to be a long ride for sure. Well, yeah, the systems are so deep that it takes it that long to, to so that you're familiar with what you have, and then they introduce something new that just complexes it that much more. So, oh, okay. Well, that's fair enough. I'm enjoying that, anyway. Um, the other RPG that I've picked up is, um, again, for a song, uh, essentially, uh, Darkerism, uh, Dragon's Dogma. Oh, okay. Um, I took your guys' advice, you know, you said, well, get the Darkerism one, because <coughs> with the original game, plus the expansion, I found it really, really cheap um, for the equivalent of, like, $20. And... So I thought, well, I'll give that a shot. And other than the fact that the game looks fucking ass, I actually am really enjoying it. Again, only sunk a few hours in. I've only, I've done the first bit where you kind of... Um, again, it's not explained, but I believe it's like a reincarnation thing goes on. I, I don't know for sure. I've heard somewhere that the... Um, the Arisen hoods are like... It's, it's a legacy thing, so it's passed on or something like that. So you start off and you've got, you know, you do your that. You, it's like the demo. I think that's exactly what it was. That that beginning bit is the demo that um, that was available before the game came out. And then all of a sudden, I'm a new character. I, you know, there's a dragon that attacks, and 
and you start afresh. And I've only I've only kind of just got past that. But I've got to the first encampment, which um, which uh, where I get told by this stone that I um, I'm the where you can that... start getting your pawns. Yeah, yeah. I picked up one of those guys, uh, the one that came with sort of. I'm like, um, started out with, you know, this doctor in my village kindly explained to me that, oh yeah, this guy. I mean, literally, it's if he sees a thing happen every day. Oh, this guy, yeah, he's your pawn. Yeah, he'll fly around. He'll do shit for you. It's like <laughs> the fuck. Do you see this all the time? It's like really weird. Um, so I picked up him, and and we're traveling along. Um, I, I do like the combat. The combat is pretty good. I picked. Um, I pick as my class uh, draws uses two knives. Um, yeah, I can't. It's uh, I can't remember what it's called. Equivalent Ooh. to a thief or a, yeah, uh, something like that. Um, and yeah, you know what? It play, plays really well. The game looks terrible though. I mean, you, the draw distance on it is pathetic. Uh, it's a shame because that thing. I mean, maybe I'll get into it later. And there's some really good set pieces and it looks amazing. But so far, it looks like an MMO looks on a PC, you know, when they don't like it too powerful because that way it limits the amount of people that can play it. Uh, but it the, the plays really well, though. The controls, I think, are quite intuitive. Um, I do like the fact that you can have your ranged weapon and you haven't got to swap them out. You just basically pull down, because uh, I've got a bow and I've got the knife, so you use your, your face buttons for the attacks there. And if I want to use my bow, I just hit the R1 button and... Uh, and uh, sorry, L one button and, uh, and away I go, kind of thing. So that's pretty cool. I do like that. Um, I haven't really got a game not deep into it, so I don't know what kind of um, uh, what kind of game sy- gameplay systems are in there in, when it comes to magics and stuff. I know the pawn um, that I've got um, is fi- uh, fire element, so he basically will enchant my weapons with fire. He's also got a healing spell, which after the, a battle he sort of throws out so people around him can heal um, I guess that's what they're there for their support to help you, I don't know whether I'll have any of that or whether I'll pick up any magic or I'm just going to be that's entirely, the- that's entirely up to you, you can change classes once you get so far, once you get to Grancis oh, okay so- uh, yeah, you, can, you can change classes, you can even merge classes so. But if I want to, if I would rather just focus on the action, the pawns are there to back me up, I guess. Yeah, you. the best thing to do is to pick your class and then pick your pawns in opposite classes. So get a, a wide range of... Yeah, because variants. once you get into the harder dungeons, you're going to need everybody. And are they good? Is the AI good at supporting you and supporting each other? Most of the time, not always... Uh, sometimes they do some really stupid stuff, but... They like to fall off cliffs for some reason. Yeah, but they just come running back up. <laughs> yeah, but it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is it right that if your pawns are defeated, that's it, but you do get the ability to pull more in? As lo- whenever you get to one of those stones, you can bring them in. And if you want, you can upgrade, because the pawns don't... Outside of your pawn, your pawns don't level up with you. So when you, like, borrow pawns or, you know, buy pawns from the store, they don't level with you. Right. So only the pawn that I've got with me now will level with the me. The one that you created. The yeah. one you created yourself. Right, okay, so he... Yeah, okay. So, oh, okay. So have you, now, have you created one already? Because don't you get well, one, one was given to before me. you even create Okay, no, you'll create one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, this guy was given to me. As I said, he just appeared out of thin air, and the, the doctor of the village said, Hey, he'll, he's all right, he'll, he'll do. Um, but I haven't actually created my own yet. Yeah. The one that you create as your own will level with you. And people will borrow him from the the store and then when he comes back they'll like sometimes give him items and stuff to give you 
Oh, okay, but he don't, they don't do that while I'm playing. It's while you're outside of the. Well, it can't. It can't every be every time you rest. Yeah, they they can play him while you're while you're playing, but you only get the items and stuff when you rest at an inn. Okay. And if they do something while they're out with the other player, he'll remember it when he comes back to your game. So he'll be like, "Hey, we should go to this cave," or "Hey, this enemy can be killed like this," or yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like they that learn idea. everything. And they're real that's... annoying. Oh, I, yeah, they, I know. They I say the to... same shit over and over I again. I had to turn off the. Strength the in chat. numbers arisen. <laughs> it's, it's like, we can get a good look at that tower. You know, and I'm like, yeah, no shit. We were already at that tower just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I had to turn off the... There might be art you know, of use inside. It's a formidable a foe arisen. Brilliant. <laughs> but, Even um, in numbers, a weakling is a weakling still. Damn, you got that memorized. <laughs> he just played it recently. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I know that I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. It just always killed me. I'm like, yeah, I, I got it. Thanks. Especially when you go back to the, like, the lower level areas and you just mop the floor with stuff. Even in numbers, a weakling is a weakling still. Strength in numbers arisen. Strength in numbers arisen every time you kill something. Uh. Brilliant. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. I'm qu- pleasantly surprised about um, how that game plays. I don't know what to expect, but I thought for a couple of quid I ain't going to... I ain't gonna um, pass it up. You know, you guys have been banging on about how good it is, so I thought, you know what, I'll give that a shot. Um, but so far, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, the other uh, main thing I've played, uh, I say, uh, I say main one, I've played, dabbled in a few bits and pieces, but um, is the Last of Us demo. Oh, the God of War Ascension demo. Yeah, the one that uh, yeah I got with that. I, I fired that up last night. What demo is that? Because like I'm, I'm gonna let Dave borrow my God of War disc because I have the the media preview, and I'm assuming it's the same thing. It's two levels. No. Okay, then it's not the same thing. This is um, the outskirts. Okay, so it's a completely different demo. So basically, you start off with Joel, Ellie, and a woman who I don't know anything about just yet, and you're you're in this. <clears throat> Um, you're on this road and you find that you need to get to a path but you have to make your way through a dilapidated tower building. Interesting. Yeah, that's totally not the demo I played. I, I, I don't care because I'm getting the game tomorrow. But Fuck off. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to say this now. That's got Game of the Year written all over it. It's fucking amazing, know. isn't it? It is. It's um, not only does it. You were dying to say that, weren't you? It's fucking amazing. Um, oh, it is. It's such an amazing it, game. It looks fantastic. It. I mean, um, you know, it's coming from Naughty Dog. These guys make games that look fantastic. I mean, Uncharted Two. Even now, in that game, what was that? Two thousand nine, I think. Two, it's, it's been. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a few years. I think. Um, I think yeah, two thousand nine. Um, that game, even now, if you put that in, looks fantastic, and they've just enhanced on that. So the quality of detail, and there is a lot of it. I mean, the level that um, is on the demo, it's in, it's kind of dusk and it's raining, and you know, it, it looks phenomenal. The the detail in the characters, and you know, the animation for them is is second to none, and also the way that they move around um, feels really organic, feels real. So, especially when they're creeping, because this game to me is going to be a lot of stealth. It's going to be a lot of taking it nice and slowly, 
because of the types of enemies that you're going to be up, going up against. And they've really got that control mechanic down. I feel that the... I mean, you don't see a lot of it in this demo. The demo, to be fair, I was disappointed because it was a little short. And I didn't really get to see a great deal of things like the... Because um, you pick up items, like you pick up um, scissor blades, and you can turn them and create them and tool them into shivs. And you didn't see a lot of that. It does let you do it but it doesn't really go into great depth. It lets you make a um, med kit as well. Um, but it all seems really, really fluid. The controls seem really well thought out. So, you know, they seem, you know, it works really well. Um, and then you've got the different... It, it shows you a couple of different types of enemies. You've got the full vegetated enemy, which is basically a Trifford with legs. Um, that's some kind of plant thing it can't see, but it has oversensitive hearing so you know you're having to look out for those guys and when you're in those guys you know it doesn't matter if your torch is on but you can't make a sound so it's all creep all the way then you've got these other types of enemies i can't remember what they called them but they've not fully been turned yet so they have good they can see so when you're looking at uh, those types of enemies it's best to keep your torch off and try and keep out of the line of sight and it gives, the demo gives you kind of a feel of what some of the stuff you can expect but never really sets you in and there's a, a good set piece towards the end of it and um and then, then it ends i mean the demo i probably had played it in 40 minutes maybe 35 40 minutes so not huge i was kind of hoping maybe for a, a full level but this is just a, a, a taster but based on that i mean They've they've done a number on this one. They really have. Um, you know, I'm so happy for Naughty Dog. I mean, I, I wanted Uncharted Four like like anyone else does, but the fact that they've gone from that franchise that they'd created and you know done so so well with, had such a success with, to then turn it, their back on that for the time being and say, you know, we've actually come up with this. You know, a game that's going to come out at the end of the console's um, well, not the end of the console's life, but bef- just before the start of a a new console race was a ballsy move but they've shown that they can really get a lot out of that um the system i would i would put money on that that game will look a lot better than some of the games that come out in the next generation of consoles for the first year because they've done so well with it and i'm really soaked i think it's gonna the atmosphere the acting is all brilliant i'm really really excited for it well the only point i will disagree with you on is i'm glad it's not uncharted 4 well, I'm, 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 I'm always disappointed with three. Um, uh, you know, two is, two is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but still, I, I'd like to see, I mean, I hope to think that the, um, franchise isn't dead. I, I can't see why it would be. I'd like to see it come back on the PlayStation 4 and see what they can do with that. But I wouldn't want them to rush into it. Um, this isn't, you know, The Last of Us, this game's probably, again, it depends on what happens with the story of the game but this is probably a standalone game might not even get a sequel um you we, we don't know but it it you know that quality that naughty dog bring to a game is just there to be seen in the and just in the demo so i'm, I'm really looking forward to it you won't see another uncharted game from naughty dog I doubt you don't it. think I, I guarantee it look at their track history they created crash one two three done yeah i guess they created um, jack one Jack's two three done, done yeah <laughs> It's just, and it's smart because they get in, they do it really well, and then they get out, and they keep it fresh. I guess that keeps them on their toes. But um, I, I don't know whether The Last of Us have got three games in it. We don't know. I guess um, depends on what happens with the story. If it's going to be just a, a one-off thing, or whether um, you know it's going to be left on some kind of 
perch so it can be easily taken up again. Um, I'm just so excited for that. I'm, I think it's going to be the best, the, one of the last best games on on this generation. I know Grand Theft Auto is due to come out, but you know I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I'm not over. You know I'm not. I think it'll be Grand Theft Auto. I don't think anything other than that. Whereas this, you know, it's a new IP. It's uh, a ballsy idea because let's face it, people are getting a little tired of zombies at the moment, and to go with something that isn't zombies, but something that resembles them. I mean, they've got the different types, just like in like Left 4 Dead and things like that. It, it's a ballsy move, and it looks like it's going to pay off. I wonder how much attention is going to ramp up. You know, it's really well lit, and the dark does seem dark, and that flashlight's going to be really vital for your survival, and it's going to be so interesting to see how that actually plays out when the when the game comes out next week. So, here's a question, since you guys have played it and I have not. Somebody like me, who does not like horror games, am I going to like this game at all? Am I going to even care about it? It doesn't look necessarily scary. It's not, it's well, not. It's, no, I just don't like, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not the scary part of it. I just, most survival horror games, I don't like. I don't I like mean, the way they play. I don't like the jump scares, because I think it's just kind of cheap. No, this is, this demo. is... No, this is not okay. that kind of style of game. Okay. It, um, it seemed to me it wasn't trying to take cues from Resident Evil or Silent Hill or Dead Space. To me, it was just a it, an exercise in tension and atmosphere building. Uh, from the demo, again, I'm only going on a, a snippet of uh, of gameplay. I hate survival horror games, but this to me, I mean, there's going to be. I think there'll be jumps in it, and I think there'll be elements that um, will. You know, you'll have seen in other games before, but I don't think it's specifically going down that route to scare you. I think it's there to keep you on your toes, keep you invested in the game. And yeah, I think yeah. if you do get any shocks and stuff, it's going to be genuine ones, not, you know, these sort of cheap shocks that some of these games play out. Um, you also have to be really, really quick with the quick time events because I got myself in a situation with one of the infected that couldn't see and you get an option to shiv them with your knife. Um, pretty much straight away but you have to be really really quick if not you're dead so I think it's I think they'll be trying other I think they'll probably be frustrating in, in parts when you think oh damn I should have done that quicker but I don't think there'll be any cheap shocks I don't think they're there to that cater to that kind of audience no I would compare it more to a thriller movie not a horror movie mm. gotcha but yeah it's, it's I Am Legends poster. It's, it's really good I, I definitely recommend Checking it out if they do a, a official demo. Oh, I'm sure they will. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm interested in it because I like Naughty Dog, but I'm uh, I just I don't know. Everything I read about it made it seem like survival horror. It's definitely got those elements, but I think it it does so much more that it it makes up for it if you don't enjoy that type of game. So, anything else, John? Um. A lot of Black Ops 2. I'm playing a shit ton of that on uh, the PlayStation 3. Um, I'm still waiting for you to try and get me a code for the maps because I, I fucking hate one. Every one of my friends I work with in my real job, um, they've got the PlayStation 3. They go, oh, get Black Ops going, go go. we've got a clan going, so we get a clan going, and it's really good fun. But then, you know, people start getting them bloody maps. And I've, I've forked out for Uprising because I think um, that... Uh, the money is worth it alone just for um, the 
studio map. I think that's just that's such a good map. Um, but I've been playing a hell of a lot of that. Probably ninety percent of my gaming has been that. We're just trying to do clan challenges and level up, and it's it's uh, you know it's, it's breathed new life into the game for me. Playing it with friends, actually with friends, um, who you know we're on Skype and then we're on this, and it's made it a lot more fun whereas before i'd get a little style playing on my own is not so much fun problem is is that play it on xbox i don't like playing on xbox because of the idiots that are out there um, whereas playstation 3 you do get slight again as i mentioned before you no offense to playstation 3 owners but you know, I haven't got as many hardcore call of duty fans on there so it's you know i can get a better score playing on the playstation 3 in some uh, in some games so um, I played a, just a, a hell of a lot of that. Um, going forward, next week, um, more Black Ops without, I will play, um, actually, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to leave Nino Cooney on the, on the side for the time being, and then just focus on Dragon's Dogma, because I've kind of, I, I've just been really intrigued by that hat since putting it in. It surprised me, so I think I might, go with that. I can't have two RPGs running at the same time. That's just going to kill me. So I think I'll probably just play a lot of Darker Is and, and some Black Ops. Dogma's really good. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I was. I, I, I played the demo when that came out and I didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling it at all. Um, and then to hear you guys come on the show and hear you bang on about how good it is and then finding it quite cheap and I thought you know what, if I don't like it, I'll trade it in. I probably haven't lost a great deal. But I'm putting it in, going through, you know, it's it's quite good with the tutorials, um, it seems to me. And it's really sort of, yeah, it, it surprised me, and I'm quite pleased about that. All right, well, I will hop over to Wombat. All right. playing right now, actually. I am playing... Oh, here it's clicky, clicky. I am playing uh, Injustice. Ah, yes. Right now. So um, that's pretty much the bulk of my following this week. Um, I did play some more Warhammer Quest. Um, should have a review hopefully finished tonight uh, on that. Which, uh, What's Warhammer Quest? Uh, it's a, I talked about it last week, but unfortunately you weren't here last week. Um, Warhammer Quest is a new iOS game um, from Rodeo Games, oh, who also made oh, two games called Hunter. Or Hunters and Hunters 2. That's like right high up on the charts at the moment on the iPhone. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a turn-based strategy, uh, tile-based kind of strategy RPG. Uh, it's really, like. really good. Um, so look for a review early next week on that. And then, or early this week, I should say. Um, and then most of the rest of the time I've been playing Injustice, which uh, I've basically just been playing the story mode. I'm uh, probably three quarters of the way through the story mode at this point. Um, I really like the gameplay. I mean, it's Nether Realm, so uh, even it it cracks me up because even uh, a lot of these heroes have the same combat stances as the guys from Mortal Kombat. So um, you can tell they reused some stances and stuff like that. But the um, uh, gameplay is really, really good. I've enjoyed, I mean, I played the demo, so I knew what the gameplay was going to be like getting into it, and it's, uh, plays just as tight as Mortal Kombat does. I know there are some people who only like Street Fighter or only like NetherRealm style games. I happen to like both, so I, uh, I'm enjoying the gameplay quite a bit. I'm playing through the story, 
it's pretty good. I mean, it's uh, uh, NetherRealm continues to be the unopposed master of story mode in fighting games. Uh, but I probably would be enjoying it a lot more if there were more than like two characters that I actually cared about. Um, it's funny because I remember when the game was coming out, there were a lot of people complaining about how many Batman-connected characters there were in this game. And yet, those are the only ones that I really care about. So, uh, it's fine. that I'm fine with the fact that there's like 600 Batman characters in this. <laughs> uh, because the like people like Black Adam and Hawk Girl and Shazam, I don't care about you at all. Um, <laughs> I just don't. Like, there's two giant people fighting in the background of a stage. I don't know who either one of them is. Um, there's a lot of, like, little cameos that I'm sure I would appreciate a lot more if I actually knew who any of these people were. Um, so, yeah. that uh, That's the only thing, probably, that keeps me... I, like, I enjoy the story mode. I think it's a good story. Um, but I'm probably not enjoying it as much as I would if I knew half of who these people were. Because, like, the only characters I even remotely care about are, like, Batman and Joker and Harley Quinn and Green Arrow. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't care about Green Lantern or uh, Sinestro. Uh, I don't care about Hawkgirl, Black Adam, Shazam. It's okay if you don't care about Black Adam. Most people don't care about Black <laughs> <Okay>. Adam. <laughs> All right. I just, I mean, I assumed he made an appearance in the game, so I assumed he must be pretty popular. But... I, you know, he, yeah, like when they announced him, I'm like, really? What? Or like, like Raven? I don't, I don't even know well, who that is. Raven, there. Raven, and Cyborg are really po- and Deathstroke are really popular because it's Teen Titans. Teen Titans, okay. yeah, yeah. That's well, the, those three characters are real popular because of that. I do know Deathstroke, um, Killer Frost. I have no idea who that is. So, for it would be like you, Ken, playing Marvel and not knowing who half the like obscure Marvel characters that are exist out there. Well, here, here's here's it's actually a funny story about that. We did, we did a video yesterday of X-Men Next Dimension, which was yeah. that fighting game, and uh, he's playing, Justin was playing, he was playing through the arcade mode, and he gets to Betsy. And I'm like, that is the worst name <laughs> for a superhero ever. He's like, it's Psylocke. I'm like, well, yeah, why do they Psylocke. call him Betsy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Psylocke. Uh, um, yeah, but, I mean, so, like, for me... It just all this game really does for me is make me wish that Nether Realm had the Marvel license instead. Yeah, so, I'm, but, I'm pretty thrilled that they have the DC license. Yeah, I bet you are. And I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't. If if Nether Realm made a Marvel game, dude, I'd play the crap out of that, and I'd be just like you. Right. I'd be like, I don't know who you are, but this is pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't know. For me, uh, and I, and again, I know I, that they probably were trying to avoid having a hundred million Batman characters in there, but. If you're going to have, like, a uh, freeze person, why not have Mr. Freeze? I, it's, uh, it, I think it's because they needed more females. Because you notice for the first time, there's it's, it's, NetherRealm doesn't do a lot of female characters. Right. So I think they were just... Because the other two freeze guys in, in DC is what? Uh, it's uh, Mr. Freeze and Captain Cold. Captain so Cold. It's like you're going to Cap- do, do Killer Frost because, number one, she's obscure, and number two, she's another ice character. So. Right. And they, like, um, you can tell, by the way, playing this game, why NetherRealm doesn't do a lot of female characters. Well, well, yeah, they're ugly as sin. (laughs) The mobs are terrible. (laughs) Yep. 
the uh yeah but uh but no i'm i'm enjoying it and i'm uh i'm gonna finish up the story and then i'll probably play through some more and play some of these um star lab missions or whatever and uh i'm definitely enjoying it i love the the gameplay and how it really does feel like you're two superheroes fighting each other yeah they did a really good job of that yeah so but that uh pretty much wraps it up for me all right um unless it just leaves me yay I'm trying to remember everything I played this week. Well, how about remember me? Well, I was going to save that for last. Oh, okay. Uh, I did three videos yesterday of uh, retro fighting games. It started with Killer Instinct. That was the one I had to record just because I felt like that would be relevant when they don't announce it at E3. Um, <laughs> so we recorded a video of that uh, we recorded and we, we we kept with obscurity like I said we played X-Men Next Dimension which most people probably never played or seen I've never heard of it uh, it's actually not bad no it's, it's decent is it a yeah. 3D fighting game or 2D it's kind of like that mixture it kind of feels 2D but it works in 3D okay so it's 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 actually not really bad it's, it's pretty good uh, and then finally we finished out with Tao Fang Fist of the Lotus Oh, just off. for just for hilarity's sake. Um, as far <laughs> as uh, review games, uh, I can finally talk about Fuse after like a month of playing it, which feels like that's the longest that I've ever had to wait to talk about a game. And um, it's it's kind of just like a brute force review where you say, "Man, this game is pretty fun when you're playing with other people, but dude, when you play by yourself, it's not that fun." Yeah, I'm not gonna have fun. No, I, I I think actually the sweet spot is three, because then that lets you swap out characters, so you can try. Because the thing is, is the weapons are what make Insomniac game good. Insomniac games good, and each character is tied to one specific cool weapon. Yeah, they can carry, uh, I think, two other regular weapons like a pistol, shotgun, sniper rifle, normal stuff. But they're their Xenotech gun is the one that makes it really cool, and each one of them is tied to a specific one. So, like, Dalton has this gun that puts up a big shield. It's a pistol that has a shield. You can shoot through it, and eventually he can upgrade it to where uh, any, any of the teammates' bullets that go through it will actually be stronger and do more damage. Um, uh, the girl, Izzy, she has a gun that can, like, um, turn people into, like, this black... Uh, plastic, and then if you hit it at just the right spot, it'll create a chain reaction and kill like three or four enemies at a time. Um, God, I can't remember. I think it's Naya is the other girl. She has like a, a gun that allows her to become invisible and also can create like temporal portals that like kill people. And the thing is, is all the weapons can combine with each other uh, when you're doing the co-op stuff. And that's why it gets really fun, because when you're playing by yourself, your co-op partners don't do that. They just hide at the back of the battlefield and pick people off which is just ridiculous to me. They don't they don't actually do the tactics that the weapons involve. So, yeah, if you've got two other people and you can get this game pretty cheap, it's pretty fun. Um, but if you are playing by yourself, don't bother. Uh, and I still think for 60 bucks, that's a that's a huge investment to get three people to do. So, I don't know. It's not a terrible game, but at the same time it's hard to say, "Hey, you should buy this now unless you've got other people to play with." Does it have split screen? I believe so, yes. Okay. Uh, Call of War as Gunslinger Played some more of that Drew's review is up uh, it's, Fantastic It's pretty much spot on It's a great game uh, It's just really fun 
trying to think if there's. I played a bunch of Wii U stuff. Uh, Sniper Elite, which I talked about earlier, is just uh, is just a slap in the face to Wii U owners. <laughs> it's still a really good game. Like the game part of it, the campaign is still really good. But when you remove the co-op mode and you remove the multiplayer and you don't even include the DLC that was added to this game a year ago, you failed. Especially when you're trying to charge these people sixty bucks for this game. It's bang out of order, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's just insulting at that point. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> like if you if anybody buys this, it's it's just insanity. Like, you want to speak with your money, Jason? Don't buy games that are gimped because you're just telling the publisher it's okay. You're saying, okay, I'm I'm willing to take a you know stripped down version of this game because you don't want to actually make it comparable to systems that are eight years old. <laughs> It's a little ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Lego Batman 2. I played that, and, like, that's probably the best version of that game, and not because it does anything new. It's just because it's the cleanest-looking version. Uh, the only thing that sucks about it is if you're going to play single-screen multiplayer, the other person's got to use a Wii remote, which is just ridiculous. It, you can't use a Pro Controller. It's just it's stupid stuff like that. That just makes me go, okay, I understand that these games are great, and you're porting really good games. But you're porting them, not adding anything to them, and making them, you know, shoehorned by the system when you don't have to. I mean, for God's sakes, we're getting a Mario, a new Super Mario Bros. U patch this week. Guess what it adds? Pro controller Pro support. Controller. And right. why wasn't this there? <laughs> Seriously, why wasn't this there when the game launched? Because, come on, Nintendo knows that nobody wants to use a standard control scheme with their games. Everybody loves Waggle. No. And touching. When we played New Super Mario Bros. U uh, multiplayer, it's really fun. But I really got sick of using that Wii Remote as a controller. It's it's just awful. It's two little buttons and a D-pad that you think the Xbox's D-pad is terrible? Go play on a Wii Wii Remote for a little while. I concur. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But the focus testing for the 40 to 50 year old group all wanted to use the Wii remote. <laughs> I, I doubt that's even true. <laughs> um, I think that's, of course I played Injustice. I play Injustice every week. I totally did not play as much as I'd wanted to this week, but I'm excited to see the new character. Um, and finally I'm, I'm playing Remember Me. Alright. Uh, I am actually playing through on the PC. I have played the 360 version as well. Uh, and if you only have 360 and PS3, you're fine. It's It looks good. It's the same game. That's not the issue here. Now, on PC, though, them textures, man. Damn, it looks good. Um, but no, remember me... What is this game exactly? If I had to put it into, like, a generic description... What's it most like? Is it like Assassin's Creed? No. Um, Is it open world? No. Okay. Uh, It is a linear, story-driven action game with platforming, uh, hand-to-hand combat, fairly similar to, like, Batman. Um, But the cool thing is is you can create your own combos. And by create your own combos, I don't mean hit XYY or XYX. That's not what I mean. I mean, physically, you go into what they call the combo list... And you unlock new attacks. And the attacks come in four different categories. The categories are damage, healing, cooldown, and chain. Um, 
And each time you unlock one of these, you can put one of those buttons in your combo chain. So you have a three-hit combo, a five-hit combo, a seven-hit combo, uh, and you can rearrange them at any time. So let's say you put XXX as your first combo, and all three of those deal damage. So that combo, when you when you perform it out in the, in, the, in the game, and the timing is very specific. So when you have to press the button immediately when the first attack lands. Uh, and then down at the bottom of the screen, you'll see the button pop up when you did it right. And you'll see it give you your little your little perk. Like the damage will show like a like a, a, a damage indicator, the health one will show health go into your health meter. Um, and the cooldown is for your special abilities. Um, but the combos are completely customizable, so you can go in there and change them. So you're like, okay, I'm fighting this particular boss, I'll go into my combo list and I will change it so that I hit XYY and the two Ys give me health. So you can constantly refill your health by doing a specific combo. Uh, you can hold the analog stick in a direction, tap A, and that will allow her to dodge out of the way. So you can completely keep the combo going free flow. Uh, the chain ones are rare. When you get one of those, if you perform that at the end of a combo, you can actually start another combo into it, so it chains it into the next combo. Okay. Uh, the, so the combat system is really pretty deep. Um, and it, it's it's all you do. You eventually get this thing on your arm that allows you to fire these little things, but it's got a lot of cooldown, uh, so it's not really a shooter. It's it's definitely a, a melee brawler. Um, there's a lot of platforming in it, um, and it's it's your pretty standard stuff: uh, climb up walls, run past events that are opening and closing. You know, your pretty traditional platformer stuff. Um, the new mechanic in this game that's actually really cool is you get to these points where you have to alter somebody's memory to change something that you need to change in the current state. So say, for instance, you need to um, get information from this person. You need to make them think... Okay, I'll just tell you kind of the first scenario is there's somebody trying to kill you, and you have to go into their memory and to the point where they decided they wanted to kill you and change their opinion of that. So you go into this memory and you can hold the left analog stick and twist it backwards like you're rewinding a videotape and at specific points there'll be these little glitches. And you tap the B button and you can make that glitch happen. Now just because you made that glitch happen doesn't mean that that's going to change the memory. You have to find the right combination of things that change that memory to the way you want it. So say for instance there could be like a bottle sitting on the table or there could be a gun with the safety on and you can turn the safety off or you can move a table uh, that causes them to trip over it. And, you know, it's just all you've got to solve. They're kind of like these puzzles that you have to solve. So you have to figure out which chain of events leads to the outcome that you need. And, and that part's pretty cool. Like the first time I did it, it was a little obtuse and I, I didn't really understand what I was doing and it took me way too long to do it. But once I understood the mechanics, I'm like, okay, well, let me see what this does. Okay, well, now let me add this to it. And eventually when you get that aha moment, you're like, okay, now I figured it out. It's pretty satisfying. And it's a really cool mechanic and they don't overuse it. So, you know, as far as I've gotten into the game, I think I've done it two or three times uh, and it never wears out its welcome. Uh, now, the one thing I will say about the game that makes it stand out is it has some of the best art direction I've seen in a long time. Um, just the city that you're in, it's Neo-Paris. It's absolutely gorgeous. So when you're walking around the city, I mean, it's it takes place in 2084. And the gist is, is there's this company called Memorize, and they can store your memories. 
so that you never lose them, and you can pass them on to future generations, but of course there's an evil corporation stealing memories, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and your character's a memory hunter who's amazingly lost her memory. <laughs> Got to get her ass to Mars. Um, but <laughs> it's just so funny that it's just so, I don't know. This that entire setup is hilarious to me. You're a memory hunter who's lost her memory. Oh, the irony! Well, she didn't lose it. It was uh, when they put you in prison. They take all of your memories, so you just sit there and you you don't even know why you're there. That's kind of your punishment, and you don't get your memories till you leave the prison. So she was in that prison. Somebody helps her escape, and along the way, she's trying to get her memories back to figure out who she was. And she's struggling the whole time, like, "Oh my God, why am I doing this? Because I could just leave. You know, why do I care about all this?" And that's kind of the driving point of the story: is like you want to find out why you used to do this, and why now you kind of don't want to do this. It's, it's how that kind of plays out. Uh, I, I will tell you that I'm very interested because it's it's really kind of different than anything else I've ever played. Um, I, just looking at every game I've played this year, it, it kind of stands out not only aesthetically but also just mechanically. It just feels really, really unique, and it also feels like one of those games that is going to bomb. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing is I think this game's going to bomb. How long would you guess it is? I am five hours in. So just so you know, my review will not be live when the embargo's up. I did not get it unlocked on Steam until Friday. So I'm five hours in. I'm on episode five of eight. So my guess is somewhere between eight and ten hours. So worth a rental? Definitely so far. I I am I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think that there's really nothing else like it. The combat system seems weird at first because just like Sleeping Dogs, you try to play it like Batman and it doesn't work. Um, but once you get that mechanic down, you understand what it's trying to do, and it's really cool. Not to mention, I really like the stuff that they do. Like I mentioned earlier, the special powers. Um, you'll get a, a different set of special powers throughout the throughout the game, and each one allows you to approach enemies from a different way. So, for instance, there's invisible enemies. Well, one of the powers is you can make them visible and stun everybody in the environment, while another one just lets you continuously string combos together that do super damage. Uh, while another one allows you to put a bomb on somebody and blow up their shields, kind of thing. So it's the combat system is truly, really deep, um, and learning all of it, and you just can't... I mean, you can mash buttons, but it's going to take you a lot longer to beat gotcha. enemies. Uh, and the boss fights are great. The boss fights, if you've played through Devil May Cry, remind me a lot of that, hmm. to where they're really, really interesting and unique, and you have to do specific things to beat them. Yeah, like a puzzle almost. Exactly, and I really like that about this game. Um, but no, I I really recommend at least playing through it because I so far this year, like I've said, I've not played anything quite like it, and I feel like it's going to be another one of those Mirror's Edge, uh, Beyond Good and Evil kind of cult classics that people are really going to enjoy, but nobody's going to play until it gets real cheap. Yeah. So... But no, I'm I'm really really enjoying it. I'm I'm really excited that I jump you know into that and I play it and I kind of had mixed expectations. I'm like it looks neat, but it could be really dumb. And then I ended up really enjoying it. It seems like the more and more I play it, I enjoy it. And and one thing for Drew, the music is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, they do kind of like this Hollywood, uh, big big score for the dramatic moments, but then when you get into the fighting, it has this really cool, like, techno music that plays, and it just, it just fits. Like, it really stands out when you're playing the game. Nice. 
Maybe Redbox will get it. I hope so. Yeah, I definitely... This is one of those games that you definitely should play if you're tired of the same old crap. Yeah. Because it's, it's just... just if yeah. For some reason, it just it, it's, it sounds like you'd like it, but it's not Game of the Year material. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, there's so much that's come out this year that I've played that I really, really, really enjoy and that'll be on my list, but it will certainly be in my head when that list comes up. Yeah. So, I mean, th- to get into my top ten out of the hundreds of games I play every year is, is a challenge, and if this one is at least in my head, I think that says a lot about it. <laughs> I mean, for example, Call of War as Gunslinger will not be in my top ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, Even though Call of War as Gunslinger was a great game. Exactly. That, and that's what I don't like is, like, you can talk so highly about one game because it's a safe bet. But if you talk highly about a game that's kind of not a safe bet, you're like, eh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, uh, Gunslinger is probably a bad one because it's 15 bucks. It's a lot easier to shell 15 bucks on a game that's pretty good. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to finishing it. I'm looking forward to seeing where it ends up. Um, it's just it's exciting that there's so many great games coming out at the end of this generation. No, oh, so. there'll still be many more next year coming oh, out. Oh no, no, I'm 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 stoked. Like I'm keeping my 360 and my PS3 hooked up to my TV well into these new machines coming out. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, and as far as future fondling goes. I'll play in The Last of Us this week, as well as yes. finishing Remember Me and Grid 2. Super, oh, yeah. super late. Yeah. Like, super late we're playing that, so. Uh, but that's it. Uh, speaking of new releases for the week, uh, Drew's going to be playing Marvel Heroes. You forgot about that. Did you ever get your codes? No, I have, I've looked everywhere I possibly can. No emails have been sent to me, so I don't know. Well, I talked to him on Friday, and he said codes were going out Friday. So if they're not there by Monday morning, I will send him another email. Because, uh, okay. I mean, be... it, it launches on Wednesday. Exactly. So you're, like, going to get no lead time on it, which I think is crap. Yeah. So. Uh, but Marvel Heroes is out this week. It's free to play. It's an action, top-down action RPG kind of deal. Diablo-ish plus MMO. I will probably play this because I really enjoyed uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and this is free to play. So, yeah, this that it reminds me a lot of that. At least the videos do. Right. Uh, really, yeah, I was looking at that uh, today. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it really does. So that's out on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, Remember Me is out for PC, 360, and PS3 this week. If you have the means and you do play this, though, I, I definitely recommend it on the PC. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'm sure they will. They get all the Capcom stuff. (gasps) Uh, State of Decay is out this week, which a lot of press are playing, and I can't seem to get an answer on a code. State of Decay? This is a very intriguing zombie game. I know the zombie part just kind of throws you out of the loop. Uh, But I guess it's it's an XBLA game. I think it's 20 bucks, um, and it is a... Do you know the premise of Don't Starve, where they kind of throw yeah. you in the woods and you just try to survive? Same thing here. Like, you jump into this game. It's an asynchronous multiplayer game. Uh, you pick your place. You pick your, your standoff point, And you try to survive. And you build a community. Um, and if you die, it's permadeath, so that character is dead. But you can switch to another character in your community. Huh. So it sounds like a real interesting take. What is uh, it? A, I'm sorry. What system did you say it's on? It's a, a PC? X, XBLA. Oh, okay. And, and PC. It's only XBLA on here. 
Well, it says here, State of K is an ambitious zombie survival open world game developed in Undead Labs for release on Xbox 360 and PC. Same day, though? I do not know. Well, see, that's why I'm saying the release list is showing me 360 only this week. So, and for some reason, it's published by Microsoft Game Studios. Let me check in Steam and see if they even have it on there. Uh, also out this week is the DLC for Crisis 3 called The Lost Island. Uh, Who's still playing that multiplayer? Yeah, nobody. Uh, Gunpoint for the PC. Uh, Titan Escape the Towers out for PC, Android, and iPhone. Sins of the Solar Empire Rebellion Forbidden Worlds is out for PC, uh, as well as EVE Online Odyssey for the PC. Class of Heroes 2 for the PSP. Prime World Defenders for the PC. Planetary Annihilation for the PC. Panzer Corps Allied Corps for the PC. How many cores? Uh, two. How many cores you got? Two cores. Uh, here's one that nobody knew was coming. Penny Arcade Adventures Episode 4 is out for PC and 360 this week. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, nobody did. And finally, the Vita gets Limbo this week. Yep. That's nice. pretty cool. I, I guess. I mean, if you don't yeah. you uh, yeah, I mean, play yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so some news. And since Mr. Fooder is not here, I did steal his uh, his his wrap-up so I can kind of use it as my notes. I'm not going to read it word for word, but I'm going to see the points that he hit on. Uh, obviously, the big E3 is coming up. PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, lots of comments going back and forth, a lot of mudslinging, and you know what? I love it. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. I love hearing Sony say that we're going to use our TVs for gaming, and I love hearing Microsoft saying even if you're only interested in games, you'll still choose us. You know they're putting a lot they're putting a lot of uh, a lot into their words, and I want Sega versus Nintendo, uh, dude. That was the best time for competition. Yeah, like the Genesis Super Nintendo days. Man, there were so many great games out then. Uh, Microsoft has some good news for those planning on hanging on to their 360s because uh, they're going to announce that they're they're still supporting the console for five more years. Wow! So strong. That's pretty good news. I mean, you, you think about the fact that Sony supported the PS2 for a while, but I mean, this system's been out forever now. This is eight years, so if they support it for another five, that'll end up being a 13-year run for one console. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you got you got to know though; those last couple years are going to be like one well, or two yeah. one-off <laughs> uh, budget titles and EA Sports games. Yeah, it's going to be crap that last year. But as long as they leave the servers up for XBLA, golden. Uh, Microsoft's also announced that the Xbox One will be region locked, but it will not prevent publishers from issuing discs that are enabled for worldwide. Yeah, I'm really concerned, by the way, about the whole what you just said about XBLA servers. Yeah, that's a that's a issue that we talked about in the Xbox One podcast about just what's going to happen to those games. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't know. I uh, you know I, I'm not a big digital distribution guy. Um, just I like to have the games myself, and that's part of it. Like all my old games, I can go back and play anytime I want to, as long as I have the console and the copy. Yep. But, you know, Minecraft, if I, you know, I own Minecraft on XBLA, if I ever want to go back and play that, and, you know, people say, oh, you're not going to want to play it five years from now. I mean, I still play Super Nintendo stuff. Dude, I just, re- yeah, I just so, recorded a Killer Instinct video. Right. You know, that's, that's been, I mean, just every now and then you get a hanker and you're like, I want to play this right. game. 
Yeah, and I want to be able to do that. And that I'm going to tell you this right now: if it comes to the point where the XBLA games just get killed, I'm going to stop buying them. Because yeah. Why am I going to buy something that I can't keep? Yeah. Right. You know, so it's basically a long-term rental. Yeah, and I don't like that. I, that's why I will always continue to buy physical copies whenever I can. Uh, for review stuff, it's different. You know, for review right. stuff, they send us a code. I play it. I may never play that game ever again. Right. Whatever. But for my stuff that I want in my collection, I'm buying physical copies. Um, Team Bondi, the guys who made L.A. Noir, have opened a new uh, studio called Intuitive Game Studios. So these are guys that used to work at Team Bondi. Uh, Activision Blizzard has scrapped the work on its next MMO project codenamed Titan. Really? Uh, the rebuilding will begin with a streamlined team. Uh, the original Shadow Warrior is available for free indefinitely on Steam, which I did play that this week. Man, why are they rebooting that if they're going to take out all the stuff that made it Shadow Warrior? What do you mean? Have you ever played that game? Uh, no, but I did download it. You need to play it. You will why? understand why that game can't be made today. Super fucking offensive. Oh, just like how racist it is? It's extremely racist. I mean, it's funny. It's it's supposed to be satire. It's supposed to be stupid. Um, but he basically is a walking cliche. He's a walking stereotype. I don't... What? I, how do I not know what this game is? It was uh, built off the Duke Nukem 3D engine. Uh, and you play as Lo Wang. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he's just a ninja in first person who walks around spouting off terrible, uh, terrible um, cliched lines. Lines. I mean, they're just super offensive. Hmm. So I it, don't remember that game at all. His accent, I don't either. His accent is just disgusting. Like it's 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 the accent that you would make to be offensive. Right. So, I mean, it's free on Steam. Everybody go play it. You understand. I mean, they're rebooting this series, and the director of the reboot said we're not keeping any of that in. And I'm like, then why even make the game? Because that's that was the point of the game. The game itself is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people remember it for that specific reason. So, Not exactly the best thing to be remembered for in 2013. Exactly. Um... A uh, couple games showed up on Amazon in other countries, including Mirror's Edge 2 and Dragon Age 3. So, probably going to be announced at the EA press conference. Uh, Double Fine hasn't finished their first Kickstarter game, but they started a second one. It's called <laughs> Massive Chalice. Supposedly unlike anything the studio's ever done before. The guy who directed uh, El Shaddai, The Ascension of the Metatron, has acquired the rights to the franchise for his new studio, so there may be a sequel in the works. Interesting. Uh, Naughty Dog has stated that it will be using its existing engine on the PS4. So... Last of Us 2, PS4, 2015. I'd be there. Uh, Metro Last Light has already outsold Metro 2033, which probably didn't take much, but that's still pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys who co-created, or co-founder of the Oculus VR, was hit and yeah. killed. 
It's an awful story. It's horrible, isn't it? Uh, the police were chasing these suspects, and I guess they hit him during the oh, chase. Like, like, while he's walking or something? Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess he was walking or something, and he got hit by some criminals fleeing from the police. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. Uh, some announcements this week. Level 5, developer of Nino Kuni, has announced three new mobile games. Mobile. Yeah. Uh, Razer announced two new ultra-powerful gaming laptops this week called the Blades. And they're super expensive. Like $1,800. No so, thanks. So PS4 and you know Xbox One... Both of them probably going to be cheaper than that little laptop. Of course, a lot bigger, too. Uh, Rayman Legends was announced for the Vita, so that means it's basically on everything now. It's still yep. not out. Coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, anything else going on? Just check. Uh, EA, I guess, is showing a new Plants vs. Zombie game that's mixed with other franchises. Like Mass Effect and Dead Space. What? I think that's probably just in the lead up to what you know the next announcements for the next game. But I thought Grass Effect, I thought was quite funny. Well, the Dead Space one's called Dead Face. Well, yeah, zombies. So, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D is back on XBLA, PSN, and PC. Downloadable version of the original first-person shooter. It's five bucks. Wow. Uh, I didn't already own it on PC and iPhone. <laughs> it's already and it's free to play online right. on your PC. Well, it says the. Yeah, that's put what it I mean. On. I don't mean own it on PC, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, r- rumors are floating around. Um, reports are actually floating around now that uh, the guys who developed uh, Dishonored, Arcane Austin, are work, are, have now taken over the reins on Prey 2. Interesting. So. I'd rather hear that they took over the reins on Dishonored 2. Well, yeah. I know you would. I mean, I liked Prey. I beat Prey. But I'd much rather have a second Dishonored game than Prey 2. Prey wasn't very hard to beat. Couldn't die in it. It's true. I understand that, but it doesn't make it not fun. No, it was a fun game. It was an okay game, yeah. You couldn't die in Prince of Persia 2008 either. It's true. It's true. Uh, okay, but that's it. That's all the news that I have. So now I'm going to hop over and pick up the email from last week, which is about the Xbox One. comes from Lieutenant Renji. He says, Hello, gentlemen. After seeing the unveiling of the new and brilliantly named Xbox One, I thought I had a thought about marketing when it comes to Europe and specifically Scandinavia. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says, You see here in Scandinavia, the definite article works a bit different than yours. So, for example, when you guys say, The car... We just add E-N to the word car. Car equals bill in Norwegian, i.e. billen. I hope you are with me so far. Because Mm -hmm. the English number one is E-N in Norwegian and Danish. So when the Xbox One launches, and especially Norway and Denmark, it will say Xboxen. Uh, I've actually read an article which already used it. So congrats, Microsoft, on letting Scandinavia troll you. Uh, he says, other thoughts? It looks okay, but as you said, I'm waiting on the games before making a full judgment. By the way, Ken, two emails ago, I did not mean for you to burn in hell, but my friend Kim, we cool, bro. <laughs> Have a good one, peeps. So there you go. There wasn't really a question in that, but... 
That's nice to know, a bit of culture. A yeah. little, little bit of culture. I did not know that. Which everybody who doesn't know, be sure to tune in next week because we're going to be doing our our annual E3 prediction show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see how wrong we get. Well, to be fair, there's going to be no surprises, is there? Because the consoles have been announced. They'll just be guessing whether or not Killer Instinct will make an appearance. Right. No, Which, we'll, we'll be talking I about... I guarantee that's going to be said. Sony and, yeah. Sony and Microsoft will both have new games to announce, as well as EA, although I think EA's kind of lost their surprises with Mirror's Edge and Dragon Age 3 showing up on Amazon. Right. Right. Dragon Age 3 was already announced. Yeah, well, that's it was not a, a surprise. It was announced, but they'll probably actually show it. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So, uh, To the Twitter. Blue Apple Blue, our favorite tweeter. He says, if MS solved the used game problem other than dropping the price, will we stop seeing day one, store-specific only, or pre-order DLC? That's a good question. I, I doubt it. You'll still see it because GameStop's still going to try to get you to buy it. Yeah, they, I mean, the, the money's being exchanged to get that special shit. But also, this will add another gear into the, to the mix because now it'll be like, pre-order it <laughs> digital day one and we'll give you something else. Yeah. So, like, Steam does. Like, hey, if enough people pre-order this, we'll unlock a free copy of the first game. The first Bioshock. Right. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. Um, he says, if you buy a game on Xbox One, will it be free on Windows 8.1 and Windows phones? No, probably not. I doubt not. it. Yeah, no, probably not. They might give you a discount. Maybe. But it definitely ain't going to be free. He says, do you think the new Yakuza on the Vita is going to be another spinoff like the PSP title, Yakuza Black Panther? Probably. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I think the numbered versions are exclusive to the consoles, right? The PS3, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with all the DLC, DRM, and patches, how will we preserve gaming history for a future generation? We won't. That's kind of what we just talked about. Exactly. I hope, uh, hope YouTube's still around. He says, uh, with all the racism, misogyny, and violence, do we need to preserve it? Seriously? Uh, I, I don't really find games today to be all that offensive, any more offensive than they used to be. They're still, they're more realistic. I don't think that, I, I think it's just like if you go to see some kind of Hollywood big budget movie. Yeah, that stuff's in there. I mean, I, yeah, there's there's some reasonably questionable stuff. If you made Shadow Warrior today, I would question what you were doing. Because it's, it's, right. it's you know, purposely offensive. Well, I mean, how the hell did they yeah. get away with it back in 1994? Because everybody's heads wasn't up their ass. Well, no, and uh, you got to remember <laughs> that in the early 90s, the whole, like, gaming was still so new that the, the entire purpose for a lot of people was to push the envelope. Now it's such a now it's such a big budget thing and everything costs so much to develop, they can't risk alienating anybody by purposely trying to push the envelope. Yep, that's, that's, that's I mean, definitely another you can't, reason for it. You can't spend $10 million to develop a game just to push the envelope, quote-unquote, or be purposely offensive. But in the early 90s, development was so cheap, you had people just knocking out parody games left and right on somebody else's engine. Uh, he follows it up by saying, should we modify it to be appropriate for our kids, like making Mario save his dog instead of Peach? Absolutely not. Um, we can we can point to the film industry on this one, too, as well, with uh, Steven Spielberg changing the walkie-talkies to, or the guns to walkie-talkies. 
like even still even Steven Spielberg after that happened said that was dumb. Like yeah. I don't look at Super Mario Brothers and go women are weak. I look I've at never I've never thought that ever. That's kind of my point about it is like yes I understand the trope. I understand the you know the insinuated thing that's going on there. Does that mean that's what I believe? No. And video games aren't going to change that particular opinion for me. Well, and uh, I mean, it's like it's like people think the save the princess trope was invented with video games. <laughs> no. Uh, grim fairy tales, maybe? That trope has literally been around since the dawn of the written word. Yeah, pretty much. So, it's not like video games just invented all this stuff. They're just going through some growing pains because they're a relatively new medium. And, you know, people who use the argument like, well, back then things were different. Exactly. And the people, and we've progressed with them being there. So it's not like that trope always being there has made people more, you know, more in that direction. It's not like we sit around and rescue women from towers around here now. Right. It's not like we haven't progressed even with that trope existing. You know, I'm not against the feminist movement, but uh, sometimes I think it it gets a little crazy. I I just, like, it... it, uh, You know how I feel. Well, I know how you feel. I mean, I just... I I can't... You know, I'm afraid to say what I want to say because, you know, a woman may listen to this and just say, I'm just a fucking... I hate women. Well, you see, that's the thing is you'll get attacked for it for having that opinion, even for if having you, a fucking opinion, you know, and, and that's what I don't like is like, you know, they can force those opinions out there of how they feel, and I I respect it, I do, you know, that's how you feel, that's how you want to be, cool, you know, don't play those games, speak your mind, tell people what you want to see, all fine and dandy. For me though, I don't care, it doesn't bother me. I mean, you know? what's the, what was that? What was that trailer for that game with the robot lady and the police? Oh, the new, uh, the new, um, the guys that make Cyberpunk. The Witcher. Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the people people coming out saying that was sexist. I mean, are you out of your fucking minds? No. When I watched that trailer, I saw like some crazy slow motion, and then this cyborg girl getting shot in the back of the head. I, I didn't see sexism. I just saw. I mean, it's just is people is looking nowadays. People are looking for reasons to complain. And if and the big thing nowadays is sexism. People like to com- uh, comment on sexism. And uh, and the thing is, most of these people are men. Well, uh, yeah, like, they're the turbo feminists. I, I just, I find it fucking ridiculous. And I find that if, you, if, if people want to just sit there and complain about things being sexist, then you're, you're, you're not liking what you're doing. I don't think gamers, the, the general populace of gamers, really like what they're doing anyway because all they ever do is complain about it anyway. Uh, exactly. No, the general populace of gamers don't care because the general populace of gamers don't even notice it. It's the well, people yeah. who are so far into the rabbit hole that it bleeds into everything that they look at or touch. And the Internet's giving them a platform to go out there and make changes, and they they feel like they need to make those changes even if those changes don't need to be made. <sighs> anyway... So I can't take that stuff seriously. I usually don't either. I, I understand when things are really bad. Like when something is truly legitimately bad and people shouldn't have done it, I'm okay with calling right. out against it. But I don't see a point in going on a witch hunt. It's just not It's just not, it's, it's yeah. not progressive. It's not worth yeah. it. There are, yeah. There the last are, two years has been prevalent with that. 
more serious feminist issues in the real world than there is in the video gaming community. Yep. Uh, his next tweet says, MS have a lot of restrictions like on patching sizes, networking, publishing, accessing, and others. Do you think it will be an Xbox One? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think that's going to change. They they may change the policy on patch pricing because they've taken the biggest hit for that. Uh, but they've already stated that all Xbox Live, Arcade, Indie, whatever, all have to have a publisher. So. Yeah, no self-publishing unlike with Sony's machine. Yeah. Uh, he says, Sony didn't have them. This is why we have gigabyte-sized patches and PSN frequent patches, no leaderboards, and chat in games plus other. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is it's it's nice to be able to have you know in in completely one hundred percent independent studios with no publishers and a platform for them. You got to remember that a lot of the stuff that comes out is not published because it's terrible. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, that's that's not to bang on any independent publisher who actually does do quality work and doesn't truly does not need the money or oversight from a publisher. But you got to remember that that's not the majority of truly independent game studios, and that's why you end up with subpar quality, um, which is why after the early days of the NES, you have the Nintendo seal of quality. Um, because and that's why you know most of the time, IO, iOS games get run through a check system. Now you got to remember that sometimes stuff gets through there that probably shouldn't. But the uh, the point is that publisher, in addition to yeah, they you know peop- there's a lot of dirty sides to the publishing aspect of video games, and the developers probably don't make as much money as they should. But that publisher also offer, uh, operates kind of as a check and balance to make sure that the quality of the game is up to snuff. Yep. Uh, moving on, his next point is a two-parter. It says, is the smartest uh, in handling a digital game linking games to hardware mean that digital games don't last forever, hardware get lost, stolen, broken, and you can't share it with a family or friend without giving them the hardware? He says again, Sony confirmed PS4 doesn't require online or DRM. I, I don't think that's true. He says, will MS follow? Will people forget about DRM like with online pass and other things? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think so. I think this is it. I think this is the beginning of online checks DRM for console games. Yeah, either you put up with it or you don't play. Yeah, this is where it's going to go, I think. Well, even Sony, although, I mean, yesterday Sony came out and said that we will not be implementing any kind of ver- game verification. They then literally in the same paragraph said, however, publishers can do what they please. Exactly. So they'll be, I mean, although, which is a clever move on Sony's part because they've basically washed their hands of it and said, we're, we're not, we're not holding anything. You know, <laughs> we're not doing anything there. But if the publishers choose to, who are we to stop them? We want them to publish on our console. So they're um, coming out to be looking, well, they're looking good at this. Uh, they're whereas, just passing the buck is what they're doing. Well, they they, they can obviously see the, the, the shit that Microsoft have got over this, but this is this is just progression. This is, you can't stop this. You look yeah. at the reasons for them doing it, and that's why the online pass was there. And suddenly, the online pass has vanished, and and 
you know, well, EA's anyway, and I'm sure that any others will follow suit, but it's an attempt by the publisher to get some money for that. Why should GameStop and Game take all of that money from selling one of their games? And it's worked seamlessly on PC for years. It was only a natural progression that at some point they were going to have to control this because the amount of money and from trade-ins that the publisher doesn't see... And, you know, I agree with that. I think... He's, well, here's the here's the thing, though. Is once once I buy that game, that game is mine. No, it's not. That's the problem. And it never will be. Um, even the games you buy physically, the, 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 the disc is just getting the game to you so that you can play it. It's not your property. Um, it's just allowing you to play that game. Right. So, so it's all... I mean, even if you look at how the Xbox is going to work, and I don't think this will be the same for the PlayStation 4, but if you look at how the Xbox is going to work, the disc is just to get the game on your hard drive. It's a forced install. You have to install it. You have to verify it. At that point, you could technically throw the disc away. Right. What is interesting to, to me, or what I will find interesting anyway, is how Microsoft... I don't, I'm not so worried about how the pre-owned scene is going to work it, in a bricks and mortar store because it's going to have to there's going to have to be something there I'm going to be interested to see what Microsoft and I or PlayStation 4 whatever, how that's going to work when it comes because they've said we're going to have a way of trading your games through the console infrastructure well, they, they so how have that's going to work they have to because and, the, nothing injects as much money into the new game market as pre-owned trades do. Absolutely. Billions of dollars every year into the new game market, specifically because uh, consumers are allowed to sell their own property. It's, I mean, they they bitch about how they don't see any of that pre-owned, and they don't, but they do see sales of their new games um, increase because of the ability to trade in. So you're you're absolutely right. And they see sales of their DLC able to be increased. I mean, I look at it like the the used car market. The uh, used car manufacturer, if I sell my car to a private citizen, the original car manufacturer gets no cut of that. But they can get a cut on service. Yeah. If the the person chooses, chooses, chooses to take it to the manufacturer to have service done. And it's the same thing here. They may not see a cut of the actual sale, but they'll see a cut of the DLC. Yeah, they may the see a cut. They yeah. may see a cut of their next new game when they change when they trade that game in. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. But what you, what I'm be interested in is that if you were going to sell your license to say play Halo Five or whatever, uh, you've played it. You want to trade your license in. How is that going to be turned into? Uh, the, that world's currency, so the Xbox One's currency. Obviously, the idea is is that will credit your account. But how is it done? Is it done? It's always going to be that amount. If you want, so for example, um, they will give you twenty dollars for your authorization for that game. What do they sell it on to for the person who wants to buy it? So how do they do it? I mean, is there a num- limited number? So uh, you know if a million people trade in 
the license on Xbox One to play Halo 5, does that mean there are only a million? Because it's just, it's just code, isn't it? It's just an authentication tool. It just, I don't know how that, how that economy is going to work. And that's, that's what's going to be interesting to me. Will the value change over time? Because that's right. one thing. I mean, if, if you go and buy a game that's pre-owned, that it, a game that came out three weeks ago, then you're going to expect to pay probably five or ten um, quid or dollars short of what the actual full price is. But a year down the line, even for fuck's sake, even three months down the line, you see new games start being sold for half price. How's that economy going to work? Because I am all for digital download. It is the natural progression of things. It is coming and it's going to be with us whether we like it or not. But I'm not going to want to pay... 60 quid for a game that's digitally downloadable that came out three months ago when I can go into store and buy it new which is only going to be installed to the hard drive anyway for half that price so are they going to match them is uh, it going to be yeah, that's I have a feeling that's going to happen they, I mean it's got to happen soon because if they're if they're wanting to do this whole trade-in with the uh your your just your license yeah. for it and I guarantee you that when they finally come out and actually finalize all this stuff, they'll say, oh, the only games you can trade in are the ones that you got digitally, not disc games. I guarantee you that's how it's going to be. I think this is so all stupid. Have to- they have to make it enticing for the buyer to, if they want to, you know, create this economy where Microsoft is doing all of the buying and selling of, of, of licenses for pre-owned games, then they have to make it enticing for the customer to actually buy digitally. Why? This, this is to make this is what? stupid. But this is what it's all come to. This no, is what it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I, I, I would cut it off right now. I would just be done and be like, look, you buy a game digitally, it's fucking yours. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. There is no point in buying a used digital code. There's no degradation. There's no difference in buying it new. No, I don't think Microsoft is going to allow you to buy used games on online. That's the point. There is no such thing as a used digital code. Exactly. So <laughs> what they're going to do is, is like they'll let you just give up your licenses and use whatever money you got from that to buy a new game. And that's fine. I can completely understand that portion of it. If you want to give up your license to play that game, cool. Give me 10 15 bucks, whatever, in the store. But you can't sell digital licenses. You can't. It's stu- you can't sell a used digital. That is the stupidest. Like if anybody yeah. out there is promoting that, you're an idiot. No, no. I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I said, what sort? You know, if you, know, can't, you can't get a lemon, you can't get a lemon digital code. How are they going to create? It's all that. about codes. It's when not going to be an economy. It's going to be you're going to get screwed whenever you trade in your license. Well, when you say used digital copy it, there, uh, obviously there's no used digital copy but what it would open up is the ability for if I'm done with the digital copy of a game I have for me to sell it to you which you can't do currently no but that's what's going to happen price. I just, I just, I just don't see point, going through the hassle for that but at that point why wouldn't anyone just buy them pre-owned because, uh, a code because, as you say, it's a digital copy. Is it's, it's the not same thing. It's exactly the same. Right. So, what would be the incentive for some Joe to look at on the online marketplace with the Xbox One and say, "Well, this is a new one, and this is the used one." There's no. <laughs> no. So I don't. 
I don't know. I, this is why it's interesting. I don't. How are they going to accomplish this? That's not going to happen. Because I don't think the only way. It's not going to be on the marketplace is used. When they talk about used digital purchases, I think it's only going to be user to user. Like if I wanted to buy a game from you, not from the marketplace. I, Which they, I, I doubt that will even happen. Get, they have to get the. That's too uh, big it, of an infrastructure to even try yeah. to build. No, that's not going to happen. The only the only thing you're going to do is is if you buy a game at GameStop or something like that, you you can trade in that license. They give you ten bucks. You can either go to the store and buy an XBLA game or buy a games on demand game, and that's it. That's all you're going to be able to do. But can you? GameStop aren't going to want this because this is going to cripple them. But the, the the problem with that, Drew, and I get what you're saying, but the problem with that is where's the where's the benefit to them for buying, giving me credit for my used game? Yeah, they don't get anything for that. Right. I mean, GameStop, <laughs> the benefit for giving me credit is that they get the copy of the game that they can then sell to somebody else. Yeah, well, Microsoft the, gets the, nothing. The benefit, the benefit is is that you now have Microsoft points that you can't do anything with unless you buy something. But they're basically the giving you they free my points. Game license back. Yeah, they've already got your money for the game. You giving right. them their license back gives them nothing. It just yeah, means they're they, giving you free just, points. Yeah, why don't every time I buy a game, they just give me $10 worth of free points Yeah, and let me keep my license? What does it matter whether I have the license anymore or not? It's not like they can sell a used digital game. Like I said, unless they're willing to let us trade licenses between users. Which, I mean, I know you said infrastructure cost, but they've got an infrastructure already where everybody has their own unique user ID and you just assign the code to a different user ID. Yeah, but then you've got to buy, you've got to build a way for people to exchange, and there's a reason why Diablo 3 is not on Xbox. And that's because of that closed infrastructure of user to user marketing. Yeah. Well, you just make the only currency that you can use to buy and sell used games be Microsoft points. But they're ditching those. Yeah, they're getting rid of those. Okay, well then, Microsoft Store Credit, whatever they decide to call. So I like, I just this, I this, buy you this ten dollars store credit in exchange for your license. Because that's why you haven't got a straight answer. Because anyway, you look at it, what it's confusing as to what you're going to be able to do with a physical copy of a game. And I think it is the regardless of what they're saying. Oh, we've got a plan. I think this is it. I think this is. Uh, tr- trade-ins uh, for, for these new generations of consoles, at least with Xbox One anyway, um, I, I think that's going to become non-existent because it's going to be such a huge fucking pain in the ass to actually do and understand that people just won't bother. Microsoft don't want you to buy out of the store anymore. They want you to buy direct online from them. They understand that not everybody can do that because um, not everyone has uh, the ability to download large files at a decent enough speed um, so they have to and they also want to keep the likes of the stores who are going to sell the consoles on side at least until the consoles are you know, out in people's homes so they have to come up with something but it's they, they don't want to sell anything in the store they would rather give you give them the money direct at that point it, you've, 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 they've got your money you've got a, a code or a game that yes you could probably trade a license in or flip between friends and whatnot, but it's going to be a ball like to do it. Alright, well we're going to move on, because this conversation is going to continue until somebody yeah. actually comes out an and... an ex- actual answer. Yeah, until somebody explains. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't expect it. I'm going to be real honest with you there. The last few yeah. questions have nothing to do with Xbox DRM. 
So, Yay. Uh, the first one comes from Tate five six six. He says, "Should I buy? Should I rebuy Red Dead Redemption? Uh, I had the three sixty version a couple years back, but my three sixty died before I got to Mexico." Uh, then the oh, answer yeah. is yes. Yeah, get yeah. the game of the year edition. That may comes be the, everything. The, the, that may be the game of the generation. Yeah, that's why I, when you know earlier I said that. Oh, I mean, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five is coming out, and yeah, yeah, that's coming out. But you, you give me a Red Dead Redemption Two or whatever they call the next one, and I'm all over that bad boy. That game was amazing. Hey, Jason, you still awake? Yes. DJ Mitsuhara is backing you up, son. He nice. says, he says, hey guys, I wanted to back up Gambus with Mohan. <laughs> He's correct. In Japanese, Monster Hunter is written uh, in katakana, and he actually writes it out. I can't read that. Uh, it's pronounced as, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure, Monsuta Hanta. H-A-N-T-A. So the abbreviation in Japanese is Mohan. Mohan! So Thank you, you DJ. Thanks for backing me up, dude. Now here's the question, though, Jason. Did you know that when you called yeah. it Mohan? Of course he's going to yeah. say that. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's going to make himself look good. Now. No, I'm just giving you yep. time. <laughs> he says, have a good day. And anything Japanese, Mitsuhara man, he is your authority. So if he says it, I believe it. Authority. Oh, yeah. He is the yes. authority in Japanese gaming. And uh, he is. On uh, that same note, uh, listen to Red Sun Gamer <laughs> podcast. No, yeah, that's kidding. right. We gave it a shout out last week, too. Man, that's the place yep. you got to go. Um, and finally, the final tweet I have is from Settled Falcon. Now, I don't want to go too deep into this, so just just let it flow. Actually, a new tweet just came in after that. But He says, who's going to win E3 this year, Microsoft or Sony? Nintendo. He says, also, my instinct tells me that a historic franchise is killer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I've already told you. I said it on the Xbox One show. I say it here, and I'm going to say it next week. Killer Instinct for the Xbox 360, or Xbox One, whatever the hell it is, is coming. Well, see, here the thing is, Drew doesn't really believe that. He's just dreaming that I will post that video on the internet of me (laughs) dancing and screaming. Well, as we mentioned, the signs... I'll kind of there. Can I I stop all of you? Can I stop all of you for a second? The signs have been there every year in my head, so it doesn't really matter. In your your head, head, but think about it. Come on, come on. Fighting games are in style again. You know, they've they've had, you know, Evo's big, and, you know, all these different Street Fighters and Marvel vs. Capcoms and, you know, Mortal Kombat's. It's time. Do you want me to tell you, do you want me to tell you this? This might actually literally kill me, is if, you know, they do announce the Killer Instinct, okay, that would be pretty big. But say they come out and they're like, we have contracted NetherRealm Studios to yeah. build Killer Instinct. No, awesome. it's rare. Rare, rare, rare will do it themselves, probably. Well, yeah, rare probably. i got to be honest with you. I don't want Rare to do it. Yeah, I don't either. Because as much as I love Killer Instinct, <laughs> oh, you, you go back and try and play that now. Cool. I'll have a video for you this week. What was rare the last will- game that Rare made? Uh, Cameo. I mean, like game game or core like game? Like real game? Yeah, like actual game. Yeah, uh, Cammy, wasn't it? Well, that's their oh, last core game. The last game game they made was uh, that racing game, the kart racing game on XBLA. Was that called? Did, did they make the oh, Banjo Kazooie um, game? Yeah, they made Nuts and Bolts. That's right. And they okay. made that. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you mean. That. Oh, and I can't they also think of it. Made the 
pinata game. Well, yeah, that's been a long time ago. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah. Viva pinata, that's been a while. They they made yeah. uh, Connect Sports, but they also made that Connect Racing game that eventually they just turned into a real kart avatar racing game. And I can't Joy yeah. Ride, Joy Ride. That's the that's one. It, isn't it? Yeah, that's the last game that they made, I believe. Yeah, no, I I mean, okay. look, I would rather have a, a company that has a pedigree with fighting games. Make Killer Instinct, then rare. Well, I ain't gonna be Netherrealm. Warner Brothers would never let them do that, would they? I don't know. Microsoft did spend a billion dollars in game development, so stranger it things have happened. Billion dollars. Uh, the last tweet that popped up, uh, we talked about this kind of already, but I'll go ahead and address it. Squiffy V two says, "Okay, let's have your E three E three predictions." That is next week's show. That will pretty much be the whole show. So be sure to tune into that. Uh, he says, "Legend of Zelda multi format." Also, Rare will announce Gemini Twin. <laughs> I'm probably going to tell you you're wrong on both of those, but who am I to say I'm wrong every year? How about a new Jet Force Gemini? No. Oh, come on. I didn't like that game. I love that game. Uh, Rare has a lot better franchises than Jet Force Gemini. <sighs> they only made one, though. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. Shut up. I like that game. Stop <laughs> ruining my childhood. For God's sakes, there were two killer instincts. Come on. It's true. Three if you count gold. Yeah, three if you count gold. Uh, but that's no it. No one's counting gold. Nobody is because that one was pretty terrible. That's the one you recorded, wasn't it? Yes, it is because, like <laughs> I said, the Super Nintendo wouldn't wouldn't do my video capture. So, uh, But that's it. That's all the tweets. That's all the emails. That's all the games. We will be back next week, E3 time. Until then, check out our Twitter feeds uh, for the people in the show today. We have R. Wombold. That's Ryan. You're over. Uh, we got Drew at DML Fury. We got John at John W. UK. Yeah. yeah. And we got Jason at Gambus Con. Uh, of course, the show is at N4G Podcast. And you can follow me at ZTGD. All the other fun stuff is all out there on the web, the Facebook. Uh, the videos will be up on the Originals channel, uh, which you can get to that quickly if you go to our normal YouTube channel, and it's a link right on the top right corner. Jesus, what the hell? Are you moving? Somebody got electrocuted. That's what it sounded like. But no, if you go up to the top right corner of the uh, official channel, there's a link to the Originals channel. All three of the videos I recorded this week will be up there. Um, I think that's it. I think I nailed everything. Tune in next week. E3 predictions. Big week in gaming. We will finally possibly know the prices of these machines. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, doubt it. Maybe when they come out. Yeah, I, I think you'll. I think we'll see something like that. I don't no. think I'll see pricing because they're going to mm-hmm. wait. Because there's no way that Microsoft are going to go out and say that's a price before Sony are going to get on, and then yeah. Uh, I don't know. Listen. It's a mind war. Well, see, the thing is, is they've got to get prices out quick because uh, GameStop's not taking pre-orders till they put their prices out. Right. Really? Ooh, yep. that's interesting. Yeah. So that's that's a big factor right now, and that uh, both of those machines they're going to want pre-orders to start soon. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but that's it. So, if you want to do your thing, Jason, we can get out of here. Alrighty.
this is gonna be a very interesting episode. Yeah. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4T radio lair. The Boys, oh wow. And then I and then I killed the dragon. Yeah, I killed the dragon.